Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast, this podcast. This podcast is Intel enhanced. So um, I'm struggling a bit today with indigestion. I ordered. Yeah, I don't like that. I had a Domino's last night, and I bought a big one, so I had half of it for tea last night. I've had the other half for lunch today, and I feel like it's now I'm paying the price for a double Domino's meal deal. Um, so I've gone through my. So medicine. you've been alone. This is, this is my medicine box here. Oh, all, okay. All my medicine. I mean, I just was saying that you've not been with your sons. No, you've no, been I've home been on alone. my own. <laughs> and this is what you eat <laughs> when you're home given, alone. Given complete freedom, I'll, I'll, I'll do all the naughty things. Basically, I, I don't can- think that's always true, though, of you. I, no, it isn't. It isn't. I had a can of lager and a pizza, and I watched the rest of that Coldplay documentary. And um, which you would highly recommend to everybody. I mean, it just doesn't matter whether you like Coldplay or not. You know, it, it's it's a metaphorical story about success and and achieving something virtually unbelievable. And um, it's a such a joyous documentary. What do you mean that it's virtually unbelievable? Well, that that four people that that were school together would would then form a relationship then form a band then write m- music and then continue to do that for 30 years in a way that surpasses every other person who's trying to do that of dreams is somewhere we've been trying to get to for a long time to really get the full story you've got to go back to when we met i mean it really does feel like a lifetime ago this is the nerve center of coldplay where everything gets done let's call in and see who's doing what chris was like this massive ball of energy quite unlike anyone i'd ever met before i didn't think johnny spoke he was just this stoned guy in the corner just thought okay this could be something that becomes part of my life in a few weeks it was everything you, you know, the, the odds are so stacked against you for for succeeding at that level yeah when, when there's four people all with different lives and different ambitions and different goals and different dreams and things like that to 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 join together and create art which is essentially what it is whether you whether you like it or not it doesn't matter but it, it's just a joyous thing to watch when you see something like that happen I mean, what, I think the when, weirdest thing of all, mm-hmm. like the weirdest thing of all, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm just going by mm-hmm. what you've told me, is that one of their other friends at school documented the whole thing from school. Yeah, I mean, he, they met in 1996 and he started I mean, filming that's... him and essentially just kept filming him. I mean, he was so mesmerised by Chris Martin, I think, as a person. That's crazy. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You know. 
But there's this great bit of footage. I said this the other day in the live one of Chris Martin. He was probably about 18 at the time. He's got braces on his teeth. And he says, we're, we're this band. I can't remember what they were called first. They were called like the Spitfires or something like that. I can't remember. They, had a, they just couldn't think of a name. So they just called themselves anything, you know. And um, they said, in four years' time, we're going to be massive. You know, and he's joking. You know, he's like kind of riffing off, it, off this idea. He said, in four years' time, we're going to be massive. We're playing Wembley and we'll have a platinum-selling album. <laughs> and he kind of laughs. And then four years later, they're playing the headline in Glastonbury. And it was just, it's just incredible that that stuff happens, you know. You can't escape Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that it is 100% coincidence. No, I don't think and it's I know we've, we've talked yeah. about this before, mm. that you say something, it's goal-setting. And it's yes. goal-setting in a way that you're not saying, I want to achieve this. Mm. You are saying, I'm going to be here. This is where I'm going to be in four years' time. Mm. And it's up to me to get myself there. You just have to picture it, mm. keep telling yourself, you know, words of affirmation and you make it happen. I mm. think there's a book called The Secret or something. I haven't read The Secret because I've always thought, yeah, I don't need The Secret because I feel like I do it anyway. I yes. always imagine where I'm going to be. I set myself in a place and I think this is where I want to get to. Now I've just got to get there. Yeah. And not this is where I want to get to. This is where I'm going to be. Yeah. You do that consciously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do mean, I, do, I don't think I, I, I think I've done it subconsciously all my life, but I didn't realize that that's, that's yeah. a thing that I thought everybody did that. I, but I would just picture myself. I mean, when I was, when I was a little girl, it was always domestic bliss. You know, that's what you I'm pictured. going to, yeah. Yeah. I, I would picture myself. Um, weirdly, I always pictured myself at a sink. <laughs> Washing up is that weird? No, in a dress with a pinny, with four kids, mm -hmm. um, and married, living in the countryside. Um, but actually, I got to three kids, and I thought, actually, this is quite a lot. I don't think I can have another one. Um, but you know, I was in living in the countryside. Yeah, I, I pictured myself a life, and I and I ended up there. But then, you know, when you get there, you can always change your mind and think, well, I actually, I'd like something yeah. a bit different now. But I do think there's a power. Mm -hmm. in oh i'll tell you who we can quickly discuss yeah is michael heppel oh yeah yeah great okay so who when michael heppel michael heppeled me yeah the first time i met him so he's a he's a he's um he's not a life coach he's more than that i can't explain so, I, and you know i'm does. gonna google him now but uh, <laughs> i just put the word michael in and heppel.com came up that's weird isn't it oh really yeah. Um, <laughs> is, guess what the strap line is on his website? What? Uh, what? Evil. Sorry, I always do this to you. I'm sorry. It's ir irritating. You don't have to guess. Um, it's, uh, the, the strap line is the cure to an average life. That is very, very, very good. Yeah. So he's a best-selling author. He's got loads of books, one called How to Be Brilliant, one called Five Star Service, how to Save an Hour Every Day, Flip It, A Brilliant Life, and The Edge. And he's described here as an international speaker, a customer service expert, a best-selling author, and a coach. Um, well, he's changed my life, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, well, and I, I, he was very much see, you, see yourself doing something. Mm -hmm. And he used to say, massive action equals massive results. Okay, that's good, isn't it? You take, you take mediocre action, 
Yeah. You get a mediocre result. Well, you, you take no action, you get no result. I've been heppled via you. Yes, uh, you have. What, what happened to me. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I, I learned more recently was not only to envisage where your life could be, like what you would like, so you know which direction to walk in, but also to env envisage your life if it went horribly wrong and you made some bad decisions that took it to a place where you did not want to go. And it was the idea that you know what to walk away from and you know what to walk towards too. And I really liked that because when you're confronted with a decision to do something and you think I could do this and it would be fun, but the consequences could be bad. Like if you have a picture in your mind of how bad things could get if you make some daft decisions, I found that really, really helpful because it's not always just about the good, the good, the good. It's like trying to avoid the bad as well. Like, so you know where you're walking away mm. from and what you're walking to. I found that really helpful. I don't know if anybody else does or not. Can I quickly ask you something about something that you've just said that I, I, I'm not quite clear on? Yes. So you, you would set yourself a goal. Yeah. But you would also think about what would happen, what the worst case scenario is. Um, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Well, I think it was the idea is that you paint two pictures. You paint one picture in your mind. You paint one yeah. picture of how your life could be if you made some really stupid decisions. Like, let's just say to take lots of drugs, drink lots of booze, oh. um, have some stupid relationships, like yes. hang around with people that you know aren't good for you, even though yes. they're fun. Yes. Like how things could deteriorate for you and paint a picture of how bad life could be if you made some daft decisions and you know what the daft decisions are yes. because your conscious will tell you you know and then you paint a picture about how life how great your life could be if you made a series of good decisions and you put effort in the correct places and made the correct sacrifices I think it's the term mm. it gets banded around a lot and then you know what to avoid and you know what to walk towards so it's not just yes. about walking towards something it's about walking yes. away from the, the it's path. light and shade it, absolutely because you know your life, people's lives turn out terrible. You know, there's lots mm. of people's lives out there that are terrible. So I think you have to remember that your life could be like that if if you didn't, if you don't behave correctly. You know, mm. and I, I I found that really helpful. Um, it may, you know maybe it's only me. I don't know, but um, I I've always felt that I'm two or three bad decisions away from being hungry and homeless. Um, yeah, we all are. Yeah, but I, I try never to forget that. You know, mm. so that picture is always there of me sleeping in a cardboard box somewhere. And then the picture of me lying on a lilo with a red drink in my hand in some trunks mm. with the body of, mm. you know, a yoga instructor. Mm. Um, yeah, you like the idea of that, right? Hang on, I'm just closing my eyes. Yeah. Yes, yes, I picture it now. What, what do they say? Asamante, what is it? What is it? What no, is it? namaste. Namaste, asamante, <laughs> namaste. Whatever that is. Whatever I said, that's a new yoga chant. Asamante, I really like that. That sounds like a new sort of sparkling wine. I think it's a beer, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I found in my, um, in my medicine cabinet some wind, yes. set, wind settlers. But um, as I do with all my medicines, I throw away the box and the instructions. So I'm not entirely sure how oh. many to take. So they're, that, they're only that big, so I'm going to take two. I feel like it might help me do a big burp or something and that might just relieve me of the pain. Okay, you I've feeling better? I've taken two. 
Um, so let's see. And if anyone's got any suggestions for um, trapped wind is what I suffer with from time to time. That would be great. It's not down. So I get when I'm with you. Is it? Yeah. Is that not, it's not all that granola you keep eating. Well, that doesn't help. But I'll tell you, uh, I have not farted in front of you. I know. And I, it causes me an enormous amount of pain sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold it in. You're not meant to hold it in. Your body does not like Sometimes it. when you leave, I'm like, oh, thank God for that. Quick rush to the loo. Yeah. <clears throat> like Trump-tastic. Ah, yeah. Okay. I feel a lot better now. Um, I, I would like to uh, talk about something mm -hmm. that we touched on um, on the last step, which was uh, that Eventbrite event. Yes. Um, the reading um, that I sort of logged into that I really enjoyed, the Tom Stoppard play. Yeah. And now I signed up to, I would say there are a few really worthwhile um, websites or you know um subscription lists that you want to sign up to there mm. are places that you want to know um when they've got events coming up and this company eventbrite are one of them um and they have the school of life on there now i know you know them yes not that well and what no. what was clever was that holly um my daughter, I said, do you know School of Life? Because you would really love it. Yeah. And she said, yes, of course I do. Yes. Um, she said she uses them for her philosophy lessons. So I thought, wow, that's fascinating. So the School of Life is basically a website that was started by Alain de Botton, who is a um, philosopher. Yeah. Um, I could give you counselor. a trivia about... Uh, Go on, please. Yes, please. So his first book was called Essays... Essays in Love. Yes. And that was adapted into a film by yes. a friend of mine called Julian Kemp, who went on to direct the movie called Oh, My, yes. Called My Last Five Girlfriends. Yes. Uh, I am in that movie. I he gave me a part. And uh it's my acting debut. And, and is the is the film called the same? The film is called My Last Five Girlfriends, and I play a shoe okay. designer. And um, I remember this. Yeah, they were doing. Wait, get, I remember when you were in this. Yeah, they were going to get. Ern <laughs> I was going to say Ernest Hemingway, but it's Wayne Hemingway, is it? Yes, the shoe designer. Wayne. Yes, yes Red or Dead. Ernest, Ernest Hemingway is a different Hemingway altogether. A, yeah, different yeah. Hemingway altogether. <laughs> yeah. So they were going to get Wayne Hemingway to do it from Red or Dead, but you know, I was, I was keen. I'd love to have been an actor, you know. So he said, "Do you want to fancy playing the shoe designer role?" And I was like, "Absolutely, yeah." So me and the lead actor, you know, did this this scene, and they had this giant seventeen foot shoe made, and I walk around the shoe and describe the shoe, and then we have a little spat, me and the lead guy. And it's like a funny little dream sequence that uh, I'm in. And um, it was fascinating, you know. I mean, it was because I've done lots of TV and presenting and things like that before. But to be in a movie and you're given a different level of freedom than you are on TV, you know, it was quite a weird, a weird thing. But the whole thing... What do you mean a different level of freedom? I thought it was very strict. I thought you have to say what you say. And... Well, it was... It depends, I guess, on, on how important the role is. But when I, I turned up on set, I sat down with the producer and the director 
and they said, look, this is, this is the script, but we'll do it once or twice as the script and then you can play with it and do, do what you want with it. You know? So we shot it 17 oh, times. And, and he said, it's not like TV. So there's no watershed. You want to say fuck or you want to do something or surprise the actor or let's just do it and see what happens, you know. So it was really fascinating, but it was based on Alan de Botton's first book. And um, uh, I've never read that book, but I've seen the film. And the film was described by Jonathan Ross in 2004 as in his top 10 worst films of all time. Wow. So that was quite an achievement. But it had well a premiere at Leicester Square and everything, you know. It was uh, Michael. Yeah. You said you wanted to be an actor there. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have been an actor. But yeah. you want you wanted to be an actor and a singer. Yeah, yeah, basically just like cool. I just wanted to be cool. Yeah. And look at you. Look at me now. You are cool. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Tell me more about Alan de Botton. But that's how I got to know Alan de Botton, and then I've watched his lectures and read some of his work and Richard Bacon introduced me to a lot of Alain de Botton stuff, which I loved. So, sorry. So he's Swiss born, that's okay. He's a philosopher and um, an author, as you said. Um, and his book, The Essays in Love, went on to sell 2 million copies. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he um, started The School of Life, which is a website that I got completely lost in. It is absolutely brilliant um and i would particularly recommend the youtube channel because the um youtube channel has got so many amazing seminars they have varying um subtitles um different key topics that they talk about there's um self-knowledge relationships work calm sociability and leisure and culture. Great. Um, they've got 5.63 million subscribers on their YouTube wow. channel. Um, and in relationships, it's like, what do you love me for? What if we never find true love? The fear of ending a relationship. I mean, that's a good one, isn't it? The fear of ending a relationship is always so hard. Self um, is another topic here. The importance of dancing like an idiot. I know about that. Yeah. Um, the eight rules of the school of life. How to remain emotionally mature in a crisis. Um, how to get through this crisis. So there's some um, help there. And what's quite nice, they are little nuggets. So yeah. that one is four minutes. Um, the emotionally mature in a crisis is 11 minutes. There's work and capitalism. Um, so that's a really interesting one, which I want to watch on status anxiety um, or the dangers of the internet. And then you're going to love this one, mm -hmm. Western philosophy. So there's ones on Plato, um there's ones on why socrates hated democracy and then there's another one on great ideas um consumerism rituals manners there's one on comedy i mean it's like it's endless it goes on and on and talk about wormholes you would get stuck yeah on this youtube channel for ages that's how i enjoy consuming i'm a visual person i like to watch a video i like yeah. them because they're very short but they do do blogs um, they've got a Facebook page. The Facebook page is also really great. They've got an Instagram page. They've got a Twitter account. Um, they also do therapy. Okay. So I love that this idea that they feel that therapy should be so normal that we should all have access to therapists that we could literally just call up, 
and say, I've had an argument with my best friend. I just need to talk it through. Yeah. Like something as basic as that. It doesn't, don't let your life get to the point where you are broken and um, it's going to take you six months to go through therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, I'm very lucky because I've found a therapist that helped me a few years back when I was at a crossroads and she, she gets me. I know her. She's smart. I really respect um, her ideas and we bounce off each other. And I would, I would go and see her for a one-off session, just a top up. I would Mm -hmm. call it a top up. Okay. Can I just come and see you? I just need to talk through something. She's so good. And generally it's about my behavior or how it's impacted on somebody else, you know, and like, do I need to kind of keep something in check or I'm always, I'm never a finished piece Mm. of work always a work in progress well i think i was i was going to dip in on on, on all sorts of bits and pieces of it but i wanted to just Mm. listen to you um i i I haven't really explored this uh school of life thing at all i I, i've seen a lot of alan de botton's work and my good friend the cameraman that uh, you got in touch with uh, not long ago rob taylor um, he kept sending me uh, little n- nuggets of Alan de Botton and it's life-saving stuff really because if you're having a difficult time on any level whether it's with your children or a relationship or even trying to sell a car you know there's there's helpful information in there that's that's really good I, I really like him and he, he has this amazing ability to deliver it in a way that's so nice I, I can't think of a better word for it but it's like a lot of the other people we listen to that they're just fantastic communicators and you can immerse yourself in the words that they're, that they're using. And it's not just him because he's the one that's curating lots of different people for this yeah. site. So it's lots and lots of different people um, and lots of different ideas. Um, but it's all under this kind of mission of um, wisdom for resilience and and the kind of therapies that they do they can do one-to-one or they can do couple or other relationship therapy but they also do which I think is fascinating for people and especially now in all of this time of furloughing and um, uncertainty about our careers and our futures they do career counseling which I think is is a great idea and this was like blew my mind premarital therapy Pre-marriage. I mean, that's a great idea. It is. Like, sit down together before you get married and think to yourselves, you know, okay, let's go through. And you'd be guided by a counsellor. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the really important things or the things that are going to be flash points in your relationship it's, before you yeah. press the marriage button. You're taking the picture of the cat. Oh, I was trying to get the cat, yeah, but it's it's so funny how it walks across the screen, you know. It just um, walks across my keyboard. Yeah, it loves uh, my keyboard. And then it puts its butthole right in my camera. So, yeah, so right in the camera there. Yeah. The other thing that they do, sorry, is that they also do talks. Um, so you can go and experience these events mm. live, which would be lovely. I'd love to go and do some of those when we're out of lockdown. But yeah. the reason why I came across this was because Eventbrite said, um, oh, well, we're, we're going to put um, Alain de Botton is doing a talk on the 26th of um, May. Uh, would you like to, to come and see it? Great. So I was like, oh, yes, please. 
um, not come and see it, but watch yeah, it on yes. the Just on watch the it on screen. the oh, Well, great. Yeah. So I'd love to watch that as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I used to listen so to I'll this. Send, I'll send you the link. I, I used to listen to the Daily Bacon podcast, it was called. Um, which was Oh, the, yeah. It was Richard Bacon's five live show. And then he would he would put it out as a podcast. But it was a daily show and he had fantastic guests on um, from the likes of Tony Blair and Robert Downey Jr. and um, David Frost. I mean, just brilliant guests. <laughs> Sorry, that's... That, my Alexa's just kicked off. It's telling me about Robert Downey Jr. Alexa, stop. Weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, but he had Alan de Botton, and they had this really interesting conversation where they talked a bit about Alan de Botton's childhood. And um, I don't know if this is right or not. I haven't done any research, and it. it's just triggered me something in my memory. But Alan de Botton's father was a very successful businessman who sold his company for nearly half a billion pounds when Alan de Botton was a small boy, I think. So obviously it meant that Alan de Botton could just explore his desires, I guess, as a, as a person growing up, you know, because there was enough money in the family for him to choose oh my what God. Kind of life he wanted to do. But I think, well, great. Like if, if that's the situation that you're in, what a great way to spend your life, like exploring humankind and exploring the idea of the human condition and trying to find ways of helping people. I thought it was a, just a brilliant thing to do with your life if you had the privilege and the time. And it could have really gone the other way, right? Absolutely. I, I, we've said this before. I, I mean, he could it, have ended up a horrible junkie yeah, idiot around some, in yachts. And... If you give someone an infinite amount of money, the chances of them doing something good with it, it's pretty dangerous, I would have thought. It's quite low. Mm. So... I don't, again, it was what we were And this, this talk, this talk, I think I said it was on the 26th. It's actually on the 25th of May. Okay. Um, but it's on loneliness and connection, which I think we could all do with listening to. Bloody hell, especially at the moment, right? Um, I, I'm really glad you've told me about this because I really would like to. Do you have to subscribe or anything or is it just free? Um, the YouTube channel I have subscribed to just because I like to but, see when things have come up. And But no, it's, it's, it's free. free to all. Um, the website is free to all. Again, it's something that you want to subscribe to. So you get emails when you know that talks are happening or when mm. something. And what's lovely with the subscription at the bottom is said, if do you want to subscribe to our newsletter, tick the areas that you're interested in. Well, okay. I, I mean, I ticked every single box, mm -hmm. but... If you are only interested in relationship advice, then they will only send you the emails or when a, when a good new article on relationships has come up. But it's it's a brilliant and it's a it's a beautiful looking site. Yeah, it's great. a really well put together YouTube channel. It has a very clear visual look to it. Uh -huh. It's very easy to navigate. And it is for everything. It's for people. It's for business. It's for therapy. It's got events. It's got everything. Great. That's really good. Uh, 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 I'm really looking forward to exploring that. Um, oh, good. I am, genuinely, you know. I, I couldn't get to sleep last night um, for love no money. I went to bed tired at 11.30, but at 2.30 I found myself just led there wide awake, bloody annoyed. So mm. I picked up my phone, obviously, and had a little mooch through and ended up watching a TEDx talk. Um, and um, let me have a quick look, see if it's still on here. But it was quite good, but you forget about TEDx, that just how 
great mm -hmm. they are and how you really stumble across things and you think, well, yeah, I never really... What's, what's TEDx compared to TED Talks? I think TEDx is a, a kind of, it's just much more broad. So I think the TED Talks are absolute top of their game pioneers of the, you know, their field. And then a TEDx seems to be less well-known people, but um, you know, covering more detailed subjects. Um, mm. So this one was by a guy called Paul Rolkins, and it's why the majority is always wrong. Uh, was a talk, <laughs> it's only ten minutes long. It's really interesting. Um, so we'll pop that on the Entail app actually, and you can um, you can have a little look at that. Um, it's something. What like was this. the what was the broad brush the broad stroke? Brush strokes is that that we are all slightly trapped in a box, and you know it's an old metaphor that we we all know is that there's four walls to this box and that we bumble around inside the box. Uh, and you know, one arm, one wall of the box is the law. So we don't really step outside of the law. Uh, the other, mm -hmm. the top of the box is society, which is, I guess, the judgment of people in society will judge you. And then there's morality where the, mo where your moral boundaries are. And then the bottom mm -hmm. one's probably financial or something like that. So he paints a kind of very simple picture and he says, you know, you, you think you're inside, you think you're trapped inside this box and the boundaries of this box, he said, but you're not. You're actually trapped inside a tiny box that's within that box because you're, you're trapped by the boundaries of your industry. Whatever job that you do, that has its own four walls. Oh my God, that's so true. Right. No, I, of I, me, I, for and, sure. And me, you know. Like and the, you. That's, that's the experience I've been having recently is my industry has in some way turned on me because I've stepped outside the boxes, the small box of that industry. But his idea was really is that all the innovation for your business, your industry, your idea is outside of the box you're in. It's still within inside the framework or the box of, of the big box, but that big box is enormous. Um, so it was just, it was quite an eye opener really, because I just thought, oh, because I am constrained by the box of my industry. You know, it, it, it's very tight knit. Um, and recently I've stepped outside of it and getting a lot of flack for that. But um, you realize when you step outside of it, how big it is. And then the opportunity that's there is, is enormous, you know. So um, I thought that was really good, but it just turned me back on to TED Talks and think, so there's some really interesting ideas here. John Lloyd did a fantastic one about how anything that's important doesn't really exist. You can't see it or touch it. So, you know, he's talking about feelings like love or dreams or ambition or hate or fear or anything. These are things you just can't see. They don't even exist as a thing, you know. And Feelings aren't facts. Well, feelings aren't facts, but they're, they're kind of real, but you can't touch them or, or, or shape them in any way. Like they just exist. And his thoughts on that were that, that all of these things that are crucially important in your life can't even see them you know and I don't know why that's important or why it isn't important but it just opens your ideas or your mind to, to to thoughts that material stuff doesn't really matter it's interesting it's only interesting for a while and actually it's all the invisible stuff actually that's really important um because even a relationship is invisible you know the person's not but the energy that between the two people is, you know, uh, yet, you know, it's there. And I, I just love that idea, you know, it really kind of makes, gets you thinking in, in all sorts of different ways. But it also helps, I think, when you're having a very, very bad time to remember that this 
isn't a, a solid thing. This is like a, a, a bad feeling or a really, or grief. Yeah. Or real like sadness when you feel it in the pit of your stomach. Mm. It's a feeling and it can come and it can go. Yeah. It's I mean, not the, solid. It's not the, a fact. The best thing that, that I've heard, I think, in, in recent years uh, that's been most helpful is is the, that quote, this too shall pass. Which yeah. It's been banded around for years. but And for me, it was just a set of words. It didn't really mean anything. But in mm. recent years, that has been the most helpful thing I've heard. Mm. When you feel really, really low or really battered by a situation, mm. it does pass. It always passes, mm. you know. And mm. it's really worth remembering that as bad as things get, it, mm. it it moves on you know and i love that and there's probably at least every week goes by where i just think this too shall pass you know <laughs> mm. and then tomorrow will be another day or next week will come round you know there's one mm. thing for sure the clock never stops ticking you know um oh i'm really looking forward to exploring all that thank you um, oh there was one more bit about it that i forgot to tell you about mm-hmm. so in with all this amazing um stuff food for your mind mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're talking about um, buying things. It's not all about uh, consuming, but there is an amazing shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, I love the, buying things because it's ambitious. The School I, I of it. Life shop. Great. Yes, you're right. Exactly. It is ambition, isn't it? Yeah, to of course it is. To want work to. towards buying the thing that you'd like. Yeah, and I, I, that's the point. There's loads of things that I would like, so I'm not discrediting. Yeah. Um, so this shop, the thing I like about it, there are things for £2.50 and there are things for £295. But for example, there is egg cup philosophers. So philosophers' faces um, on an egg cup that you can put an egg in. Can I just funny. say that, that I want two of them? Oh, yes. Two philosophers. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I uh, do, yeah, wait Pretend and see. You've but... never said that to me. Okay. Um thinking and eating there's lots of games i bought uh, a game from here today uh for us to play as a family um it's called the family game where you come up with um a i'm just trying to find it now with a sort of topic of conversation and you can all sort of sit down and discuss it um which i really liked the mm-hmm. idea of you can also buy an e-voucher for career counseling so like as a present for somebody oh wow you know, if they're really stuck mm-hmm. somewhere, you can buy um, it as a as a um, as a voucher, which I I thought was a brilliant that idea. It's a brilliant idea, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's things like um, the games. There's psychotherapy cards, emotional barometer, psychotherapy um, cards, <laughs> table talk, conversation <laughs> menus. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. The, good. the loser game. So the family game, mm-hmm. um, which is the one that I just bought, says the idea of the family close uh, lies close to the meaning of life, but in practice, families don't always come together or chat about what matters or laugh as much or as often as they should. Mm. We all get too busy, blah, blah, blah. The family game is the solution. It's expressly designed to help family gatherings live up to our highest hope. It consists of a host of questions chosen how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Randomly with the dice that kickstart the best sorts of conversations Ones in which we reconnect to say things we always meant to, laugh warmly together, and remember why family counts. The cards over five categories are gentle teasing, gratitude, self, memories, regrets. And questions cover topics like, what would the movie of your family be called? <laughs> to, whom have you, to whom have you been a bit too moody? Um, how would you like to evolve? What was your favorite time of day when you were little? And if you could be mm. forgiven for something, what would it be? Oh, this is crikey. a great game, right? Yeah. Can't God, wait for you to come it. round and we can all play it together. Okay. Yeah, crikey, that could open up some discussions. Yeah, um, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Get yeah. people talking. So on the subject of consumerism, um, yes. I, I am... I get an email regularly from All Saints, the shop. Now, I've never really liked All Saints before. I've always felt that, one, it was for women, largely, was my general thoughts. Um, and two, uh, clothes are too big for me most of the time. I can't find anything to fit. But as you know, I bought two leather jackets from there recently because they were in an outrageous sale. This was before lockdown, by the way, but... So what was the sale like again? How much did you get them for? Oh, like one of them it was, was amazing, wasn't it? 60% off. So it's a £370 jacket for like £140. You know, it was, it was just amazing. Brilliant. And I, I'm the kind of person who just can't spend money on clothes. I, I just, I don't no. do it generally. But I've been looking but for the, the you perfect... find good clothes. I, I do, yes. I, I dig deep uh, and I can find mm. some really good stuff. Um, so I found a great leather jacket in there that I bought that I liked. And then I found another one in the sale that I bought that I, <laughs> I liked. I mean, I have to say, I've never found the perfect leather jacket. Now, on the Entail app, if you're listening now, you can the, the thing will come up. But the, the, if you Google um, Alex Turner leather jacket, you'll see Alex Turner, who's the lead singer of the Arctic Monkeys, in a series of leather jackets. But there's one in particular where he wears a stripy t-shirt over over a particular leather jacket and the leather jacket's amazing i think it was designed for Yves Saint Laurent and you could only get it in paris probably about oh. eight, eight or nine years ago and there is a man a specific man yes. who designed, who designed these jackets it. yes he only did um, about a hundred of them um 
So that, that's, the jacket. For you. that's the jacket of my dreams, basically. Now, I have found it for sale secondhand somewhere in America. Someone's got one. And they even say, oh, this is the Yves Saint Laurent jacket that Alex Turner owns in extra small. Anyway, it's glorious. And I've always looked for something similar. Anyway, All Saints had something similar, so I bought it. And I do like it. But, you know, it, it probably needs to be worn for about two years before it really starts to fall into shape. Um, Why? Because it's not, it's too hard. It's just a little bit too stiff. Yeah, it probably needs wearing out a bit. Or, or I need to put on a bit of weight to fill the neck properly. Um, but <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. I'll buy some clothes and then change my entire body shape to fit it rather than the other way around. Um, but you chip, but you've, did you have it altered? I, I've had one of them altered and I do like it, um, but uh, it's still not quite right. But the point is that because we're in lockdown, All Saints are throwing sales on left, right and centre and the leather, jacket, yeah, the leather jackets are all half price. And every time I skim through, I'm like, oh, I'd love that one. Oh, that one's probably nice as well. What I have at the moment is six leather jackets. And if I combined all the best bits of those leather jackets together, I'd have the perfect leather It would jacket. be the one. But uh, so How far, expensive? Because no. you know the guy that goes, that alters your yes. clothing? Yeah. How expensive would it be if you took that uh, a drawing yeah. or a picture of Alex Turner in that jacket and well, said, make, make me this? I'm would it not be cheaper than buying six? Yes, he probably would. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I've realised that I one day what I need to do if I ever make any money is to go and see a, a, a leather person and just get them to make me the dream jacket. And there is a place on Chilton Street in London. I've been to see a lady. She's a northern lady as well. And she makes bespoke leather jackets. And I've been to see her. Um, and I just need to go back when I've got a thousand pounds or whatever. Mm. Um, anyway, I was just saying that. They're all mm, saints. Mm. They're, they're outrageous. And if you're looking for a leather jacket, man or woman, all Saints is the place, I think. They're about, they're all roughly around the 200 pound mark. It's cut down from like 380 at the moment. And uh, they just fit really nice. And they do an extra small. And that's the one thing I've always struggled with. You get small, medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large. But very few companies do an extra small in a leather. But they do. And good on them for doing it. Um, but yeah, have a look at Well, them. I must say you look very nice. Oh, well, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, in both of those jackets. They're very, very nice. Thank you. Now, I want to talk about something that's been recommended to us by many people of our, of our listeners and uh, followers on Instagram, and that is Modern Love. Now, um, Oh, yes. Yeah, and so, you told me about this Yes. Now, a while what's, back. What's interesting? And I still haven't seen it, any of it. Yeah, well, that's not entirely true. We watched an episode together quite a while ago, uh, and it wasn't a very good one, um, sadly. It was one of oh, the weakest yes. ones we saw. So I'll talk yes. a little bit about that. But Modern Love is currently a, um, a TV show that's on Amazon. Have you ever been in love? No one's ever asked you that in an interview before. I don't have to print it. Print what? That story that's written all over your face. And uh, there is quite a few episodes. They vary from 29 minutes to 35 minutes. I think there's 10 episodes. They're all independent mm -hmm. of each other. They're all independent stories. So you can watch them in any order. Although episode one is fantastic. Um, I absolutely love that. And I think, let me just find the episodes. Um, episode two is also very, very good. And episode three is excellent. It was episode four what, we watched. What sort of people are in it? Okay, so um, in episode two, Dev Patel, for instance, in it. Um, yeah. 
you know him from Slumdog Millionaire. I love him. Lion. He's absolutely superb. Episode three, Anne Hathaway is in it. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Episode four, Tina Fey and John Slattery. John Slattery was Roger Sterling in uh, Mad Men. Tina Fey, obviously everybody knows who that is. Um, uh, Andrew Scott, who is, um, you know, the guy from uh, Fleabag, Sexy Priest. Oh! Yeah. Sexy Priest, Sexy I love Priest. him. Uh, I think Ed Sheeran's in an episode. Um, oh God, yeah. So, you know, it, th there's tons of people in them. They're really, really well made and directed. Um, but they're all independent stories of love in some way, shape or form. Surely there's someone out there who will take me for who I am. The good, <laughs> the bad, the full story of love. Now, what I would say is that it's not a TV show, this, actually. Um, it didn't start as a TV show. It's actually a column in the New York Times is where it comes from. Um, called yes. Modern Love, and people were asked to write essays and send them in, and the New York Times published them. So they're, you know, one-page essays. They're quite detailed, and they tell you a story about people's lives. They're extremely bloody moving and really well done, and uh, it, it's a fantastic thing to read. So after a few years, they then started to put them out as podcasts. So it's also a podcast called Modern Love, funnily enough. So um, And is there a presenter? Well, the podcast, uh, let me just uh, find uh, the page here. The podcast is, uh, is narrated. So the essays are read by very famous actors. Um, and you get people like Jake Gyllenhaal, Daniel Radcliffe, um, Daisy Edgar-Jones has just done one recently, the girl from um, yeah. Normal, Normal People. people. Um, I've heard... Um, Emma Thompson do them like like major major league superstar actors read these uh, bits of these essays out in the podcast, and then what happens at the end of the podcast? The person whose story actually is gets interviewed by the the interviewer um, on from the New York Times. And are they ever sad? Oh my God, they are sometimes heartbreakingly sad. Yes. Oh. Uh, and other times, just bloody wonderful and they can be about anything they can be about mother's love for her child they can be about mm. um, you know a lost love that somebody had at school and have dreamt about ever since but just can't go there um, friendship uh, about friendship about i don't know loss uh, death uh, it, they're everything they're all encompassing they're extremely brilliant and really beautiful things and of course because you've got real talent reading these stories with great empathy mm. and mm. Um, and the, the, the delivery of them, they're really good. So I don't want to deter you. From so if you listen to the podcast, yes, or, um, or, or would you say which is better? Oh, listen to the podcast for sure. It's easy. It's just a nice little forty-minute listen. Really interesting mm. stories of, um, of mm. people's lives, and it's something that we've always talked about. Actually, is that. You know, you only need to ask somebody a couple of questions to realise yeah. they've had the most amazing life, right? They've mm. got everybody's got a story. Doesn't matter who mm. they are, you know. You've just um, got to find it. Yeah, and you, you don't even need to dig very mm. deep. People are desperate to talk, you know. So um, it, it's really good. But 
on the New York Times website researching this, they've done something called uh, Modern Love, Tiny Love Stories. Uh, and the caption is cute, smile, funny caption, why not? Modern Love in miniature, featuring reader-submitted stories of no more than 100 words. So these are tiny little Oh, wow. Items. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to read a couple to, to you. Um, they're just really, really nice. So they capture the, the, the... So this the, is in New York Times? This is in the New York Times. It's on the website. It's and it's all, is it all connected um, it's all under the to the podcast? And, yeah. Okay, okay. So all under the banner. So I guess it's just a way of, of, of scaling the brand Modern Love, I guess. Without, yeah. I mean, that sounds quite crass, but I guess it's just broadening it out so more people can kind of get involved. Mm -hmm. But they're really good. So the first one's called Held Together by Dots, and it's a picture of, of two sisters... They're twin sisters and they've got dots tattooed on their wrist. So it says two dots each, mine vertical and my sister's horizontal. Uh, when Suchi and I were growing up, our mother used to mark our dots on our underwear so she could tell them apart in the laundry. And now we have them tattooed on our wrist, not, not to keep us apart, but to show us that we're always together. And that's it. And then it's just a picture. But oh, it's that's so nice. Really nice. And you see the the dots you think oh yeah and two of them go across the wrist and then the other girls go down the wrist yeah when they're together they make a kind of symbol I guess but that was really nice and then there's another one about uh, two women um uh, that's really really nice but there was this one called my father's love language and it says my first time my father told me I love you Oh my God <laughs> oh, oh I knew yeah Jesus Christ um he was in hospital, he was in a hospital bed, hooked up to IV fluids and beeping machines, and cancer had transformed him into a fragile man, who might take flight with the slightest wind. Standing by him as evening descended over New York City, I recognized the little man who shoveled our entire driveway and hoisted me onto his shoulders. When he uttered those words, I was angry. It felt like resignation, yet at 17, I understood. He spoke his love because he could no longer show it through action. And that's that. Oh, and, oh God. Yeah. And then there's a little picture of this little girl oh. on her father's shoulders. But they're really, um, they're really nice little reads that just take you out of your own life for a moment, you know. And you oh, can, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you need five minutes to <laughs> no, have no, a proper... No. I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, but the podcast is great, but the TV show is really good. and. There's one, the Anne Hathaway one, episode three, which I'll just uh, read a little bit out to you. Uh, she's called Lexi in it, and it says, when Lexi is filling out an online dating application, she reflects on how her bipolar disorder has affected her love life in the past. That's the one we saw. Oh, did we watch that one? Did we not watch the mm. tennis one? We watched the tennis one, and it was Roger Sterling and Tina Fey. And it just... Oh, well, I watched Anne oh, Hathaway. Oh, you want to... I, 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 I love being. And it was one. she's friends with somebody in the in the cafe. Yes. And the and her the woman she's friends with at work, she says, you know, I understand if you don't want to be friends with me because I'm complicated. She's yeah. like, why would I not want to be friends with you? Yeah. It's beautiful. It yeah. It's it really beautiful. Really and uh, episode two is one. Yeah, maybe that. we didn't watch that together. We watched the no. other one that wasn't okay. that good. That was really, really good. Episode two is great. Episode one's great as well about a young girl who lives in an apartment block and gets pregnant. And the doorman in the apartment block, you know, what, what do they call the concierge? He's this Eastern European guy and she's terrified of being pregnant without a husband or a father or anything. It's a kind of a mistake. But he just kind of opens the, 
the door to showing her that this is just the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. So she embraces it. Mm. And the doorman, you know, kind of helps out with raising the kid and all the rest of it. There's no, there's no physical relationship between the two of them. He just keeps an eye on them both. And it's just bloody brilliant, you know. And these are tr all true stories. That they're just so uh, mm. nice. So the TV show... I mean, that's what makes it the really potent, is that you know it's a true story. Yeah. And, and they're difficult stories, you know, like it's not just a happy mm. ending. It's like this is pain mm. that, that goes on. And uh, we all kind of suffer it, really. Um, mm. So that, that's a great recommendation. Please listen to the podcast watch the TV show, have a read of some mm. of the things on the New York Times website. It's been going for years, so there's hundreds of them to go at. Um, mm. But you could just pick anyone at random and have a listen. They're not, there's no series arc or anything to it, you know. But um, I'd forgotten. And that I really like as well, that you don't have to follow a series. You can just dip in and dip out, yeah. whichever you fancy. But uh, de definitely subscribe to them. Um, I'm sure you can get them on Entail as well, actually. But um, they're certainly yeah. everywhere, and, and it's huge. It's a hugely popular podcast. But um, I'd highly recommend it. But uh, I've got to stop reading stuff out, especially about fathers. It's uh, yeah, it gets you every time. It really does. It's brutal. Have I got time for one more thing? I don't know. Or when do you want to do another thing? No, well, my other thing is just a little thing. So you do your thing. I'd love to okay. uh, to hear more. Well, mine is a very quick thing, which mm. I think you might be interested in, because um, it's about collagen. And oh, yes, you yes. know how I always feel about supplements, and I'm always saying you don't need to take supplements because yeah. we should be getting enough of um, yeah. vitamins and minerals from um, our diet. But here I am, you know, I've tried turmeric shots. Um, I have just been reading about vitamin D because of the effect that vitamin D has on the correlation between vitamin D and recovery from COVID is quite strong. Oh, okay. It's not a, it's not a certified thing that's definitely happening, but I've got a couple of scientist friends who have said... It's a thing. Um, it's a thing. Anyway, collagen... Um, I've got a friend called Miriam. She's a homeopath and she's very into all things natural. And she has got the most amazing skin, beautiful, clear, glowing skin, lovely hair, looks much, much younger than she is. And basically when I, do you remember when I did my dodgy finger, it's called a mallet finger. I'm going to post a picture of it on Entel now. I snapped a tendon in the top of my finger the pain in the ass finger because you have to wear a really annoying finger brace yes. for three months. <laughs> yeah. And mine took ages to heal. And if you take your finger out of the brace once in the three months, it flicks back down again. And then you have to have it in for another three months. It is an almighty pain in the ass. Yes. And a year later, almost to the day, I did the other tendon on the other hand, exactly the same injury. Mm -hmm. And then... I pulled a couple of calf muscles and I thought to myself, what is going on? So my friend Miriam said to me, have you thought about collagen? We all start um, losing collagen as we get older. And collagen is um, something that is in your tendons. It's like um, it helps maintain the integrity of your cart cartilage, which protects your joints. And um, it also improves 
symptoms of osteoarthritis and can reduce joint pain as well. And it's also important for things like tendons, which is exactly what my problem was. Right. Um, oh, right. Okay. So I thought, I'm going to start taking collagen. Mm. But the, the, but motivator, actually, the, the motivator for taking it was the fact that you'd snapped two tendons. Yes. Okay. It, it was more that. But a, a byproduct, I just want to quickly say, is Miriam's face. Oh. <laughs> so I'm thinking tendons and everything, but here I am looking at my friend who takes it every day and she says, and it's amazing for your skin. So I'm like, whatever. But I really just thought I need to try. I need to stop getting injured. Yeah. I felt like all my tendons were sort of dry and wizened up. Anyway, you can take collagen. I didn't understand how it worked at all because Miriam said to me, and I, I did not take it for a year because yeah. she said, it's this powder put a teaspoon of it in your tea. I love my tea so much. I thought, God, putting a whole teaspoon of some alien powder in your tea, you are so gonna taste that. And she was like, no, honestly, you don't taste it. But I was like, Miriam, you're so gonna taste it. I never tried it. I bought, I bought a huge tub of it. Um, I bought one by a company called Great Lakes um and it just sat on my shelf for ages in the end i think i threw it away i just thought i'm never gonna yeah. take this collagen because i just don't know how i'm gonna take it she said just drink it in a glass of water you can't taste it I thought rubbish she's lying can't be true anyway turns out it's true i now put a teaspoon of collagen in the first cup of tea i drink every day like a a, a, a heaped teaspoon of collagen I cannot taste it at all. I've been on it for about three and a half, four months. Mm -hmm. And now I'm beginning to feel the difference. And I'm just going to tell you the top six benefits of taking collagen. So it can improve your skin health because um, collagen is a major component of your skin. And uh, it plays a role in strengthening it um, and gives it a bit of elasticity and hydration. So it says that loads of studies have shown collagen peptides or supplements um, can slow the aging of your skin by reducing wrinkles and dryness, which is exactly what it did for Miriam, and I'm hoping that it has done for me. I mean, I must say my skin does look and feel amazing. Helps relieve joint pain, um, which I didn't have, but that's a good one. Uh, could prevent bone loss. Um, your bones are made mostly of collagen, which gives them structure and helps keep them strong. So as the collagen in your body deteriorates, um, as you age, bone mass does as well. Um, which can lead to conditions like osteoporosis. So studies have shown that taking collagen um, may affect certain, uh, may help inhibit the bone breakdown that leads to osteoporosis. So that's amazing. Could boost muscle mass. Oh, could do with a Good bit for of you. That. Especially if I wanted to fit. Um, between one to ten of one to ten percent of muscle tissue is composed of collagen. Um, it suggests that collagen supplements could help boost muscle mass in people with. Um, sarcopenia, sarcopenia, which is the loss of um, muscle mass that happens with age, and I've definitely noticed that in myself. Yeah, promotes heart, heart health. Um, uh, collagen provides structure for your arteries. Great. Um, and other benefits, other health benefits. I'm not going to go on too long. Hair and nails, gut health, brain health, weight loss. Well, you said you all feel your hair has improved quite a bit after taking it. Right? Well, I, I know you're always saying like, look, your hair. Yeah. is only the bit that's grown out but in three months michael how much would my hair have grown in three months uh, well it's rough, roughly a centimeter a month yeah so three centimeters or more than an inch because i do i do feel like 
my hair's in quite good nick at the moment. It may be that I haven't been blow drying it mm. for work and stuff like that. But no, but it looked, it does look thicker, you know, and fuller. But... And my skin feels amazing. And your mum did say she watched the podcast live. She said she thought my skin looked nice. She did. She said, could you ask Davina what she uses on her skin? I said, mum, it's just but like I would... fairy liquid or something. She just washes it with stuff. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, but I would strongly advise this for anybody over 40 as a supplement it's so i get um i now actually buy ancient and brave that's what i use it's called true collagen okay ancient and brave good yeah and um it's 27 pounds um for i think it's like 40 um 40 hits of it so it's like a couple of oh, okay. four, a month and a half now when i see you put it in your brew or whatever mm. um I was thinking, bloody hell, that's a lot. Can you taste it or anything? But this is what I'm saying. Like, I didn't take it for a whole year because I thought there is no way on earth yeah. that you're not going to taste that. Cannot taste it at all. So you dump it in your If brew. I put it in secretly in your tea in the morning, yeah. you would not know I'd put it in there. Okay. That's a challenge, isn't it? Well, uh, okay. God, God knows when that's going to happen, but yeah. Yeah, I know. God. <laughs> um, one but, day. One yeah, day. yeah, one day. But uh, basically every morning I'm going to go, have you put something in this tea? <laughs> <laughs> I can taste something weird in here. What have you done? <laughs> You'll go down, down, No, down. I'll be like that. Uh, yeah. Not today. I'll be like a stopped clock. Uh, it'll be, I'll be right at some point. Um Okay, well, that's good. And it's, because... like, it's like all of these things. Look, I can't tell you for sure yeah, yeah. that it's working. But in the three months that I've taken it, I haven't had an injury. Um, I've come back to working out after two quite bad calf tears. Yeah. Um, and I've very slowly started working out again. I've been very, very nervous about doing it, but it all feels good at the moment. And I've religiously been taking this for three months, nearly four months now. Very good. So I, I am seeing benefits. Okay. So, so I'm going to continue. Oh, well, I would good, recommend Good. It. Well, I might give that a whirl. I don't take any supplements or anything like that. I mean, I get all my vitamin D from a sunbed. And that seems to work um, out quite well. Yeah, don't, then we've got to be vitamin D in the, in the salmonella that they put in the bread there, right? I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so maybe I'll, I'll give that a whirl. Because I am getting wrinklier at an alarming rate, so uh, I'd quite like um, to slow that process down quite a bit. Um, very good. The only thing I was, the other thing I was going to mention, which I might store up uh, for a couple of, or I could do a fact each week, but it's this book. As you can see, it's a big, heavy duty book, and it's called the London Encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. Now I bought this book back probably in the nineties, I think. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know when this one's dated, but it basically has everything and anything you'd ever need to know about London in it throughout its history. It goes back to Roman London, but you can ask me anything about London and it's in this book. Um, I'll just read the back of it to you. Read something out. Yeah. Okay. Well, it says there is no one volume book in print that carries so much valuable information on London and its history. The London Encyclopedia is the most comprehensive book on London ever published. Now completely revised and updated with several new entries, it comprises of some 5,000 entries organized alphabetically cross-referenced and supported by large indexes. One of 10,000 people mentioned in the text, one, um, one general. And it's illustrated with loads of lovely drawings and pictures and things like that. 
Everything that is important in the history and culture of the capital is documented, whether it's vanished or extant from its first settlement to present day. It's, there's everything in here. So tell me when to stop. I'll pause some, I'll do some pages. Stop. Okay. So I would like to, um, while you're doing that, yeah, I would like to quickly talk to our listeners um, about something. So the guys at Entel have kicked off a campaign to help raise money for the Radio Academy, um, which has set up an emergency fund to help uh, those in the radio and audio sector who are facing hardship because of the coronavirus crisis. Um, so for every pound that's raised, Entail is going to match it. And we said we'd mention it in our podcast and uh, we can pop a little link in it into the um, Entail app so you can see how to donate. For every pound raised, we at Entail will match it. So that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So anybody that's really struggling good, yeah. because of the coronavirus crisis. Um, so thank you very much to anybody that's listening. If you can um, donate anything, I know that it will make a big difference. So thank you. So Pudding Lane, do you know why it's called Pudding Lane? No. It's quite interesting. Do you know anything about Pudding Lane? Lots of people will. Um, for the p plague? Yeah, no, but the Great Fire of London. The Great Fire of London, I knew yeah. it was one of those two. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. The absolute catastrophe. All of my kids have done that. That's so annoying. Yeah, I know, I know. So Pudding Lane, EC3, yes. said to be named after animals puddings, which is the medieval word for guts and entrails. I just assumed it was cakes and stuff like that. Right? Yes. Because th that's where the famous Bakers is, where the Great Fire of London started. I just assumed pudding right. was puddings, but it's not. So it's the medieval word for guts and entrails, which were brought down the lane from the butchered shop in Eastcheap on the way to the Thames dung barges. Uh, it was the starting point of the Great Fire of London, which began in the Baker's shop on the 2nd of December, 1666. A nonconformist minister attributed the fire to gluttony as it began in Pudding Lane and ended at Pie Corner. That's quite <laughs> funny, isn't it? Um, the corner of Cock Lane and Giltspur Street, uh, where a small, a small gilt statue of a boy uh, high on the wall marks the spot. Um, the, the, it's just full of just brilliant, brilliant facts. And every house, I think, should have a copy of this. If you're going to London, you live in London, you like London, you're interested in or it. Or even anyway. if you visit London, that's quite fun to... Yeah, because it's not, it's not particularly expensive, I don't think. It's 25 quid. It's probably cheaper now. But everything is in here. Battersea Dogs Home's in here and the history of it, why it's uh... called that, where it came from. Just every little nook and cranny, Duke Street, Greek Street, everything. It's all alphabetized. Do you know what they should do? Go on. They should do that for every large city in Britain. You'd have thought somebody... I'd love one of Manchester. I'd love one of Glasgow. Yeah. I'd love one of Cardiff. Do you know, I'd love... Edinburgh. Edinburgh would be a great one. I'd love to go and discover all major cities in Britain with a big book. Yeah. So Greek Street's in here. I love Greek Street. It's one of my favourites that crosses through Old Compton Street. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to read it because there's two or three paragraphs, but it talks about the Prince Edward Theatre, the House of St Barnabas, which we were talking about. Uh, briefly earlier, the pub, the Coach and Horses, um, which is opposite uh, Soho House. And there's just loads of fantastic little nuggets of information in there. And I couldn't mm. recommend it enough. Um, the London Encyclopedia. Yeah, because um, even for your kids, sometimes I'll just grab it off the shelves and sit with a cup of tea and just have a little peruse through it. And there's lots of little nooks and crannies of London, but it's, um, it's a great, a great thing.
So it is 1820 on Tuesday, the 12th of May, and my best friend Andy Abrahams and me are about to work out over Zoom together. Um, God. It's going to be. We could film some of it, yeah. I mean, Just it could, for me. It could be funny. Um, he works out uh, quite a bit, so he says he's got a little routine. I don't have a kettlebell, sadly, but I've got a dumbbell, so I'm going to improvise with some I've kind got of kettlebells dumbbell. here. That's so annoying. Yeah. I mean, they're only 80 miles away, so um, you could throw it very hard. Please stop it. Um, sorry. Um, so I'm, but I'm quite pain, looking forward to this. The pathos. Yeah. When am I, when are we going to, like, see each other? Well, now there's been some... You know, I, c- I was going to say, like, you're my person. Yeah, we can do that. I'm going to make you my person. Do we need to wear wristbands or something? No, I can just see you. You're my person. Okay. Um... Yeah, so me and Andy are going to work out and then I'm going to try and have a healthy-ish tea. Can I say something? There's, yeah. I'm, just when we sign off, yeah. um, I would like to say how much I enjoy making this podcast because I learn so much mm. about things that I would never know about. I would have skimmed over the School of Life before and I really went forensic on their website and mm. I went on everything. I went on their Facebook, I went on their Twitter, I went on... I love learning new things and being able to relay it to you and then our listeners but the other thing I love is I am learning so much about you and even after 20 years of knowing you Mm -hmm. I learn something new about you every time we do one of these podcasts I really enjoy I really enjoy that aspect of it absolutely well that is good there was um you know a, a one of those psychologists that we watch online always says uh, what's more important what you know or what you don't know and the answer is what you don't know and I I like that idea Mm. that you could always make yourself better by knowing something you don't know and you're right about Mm. this podcast because I'm exactly the same you discover something new and you're slightly better for it aren't you Mm. um good well thank you everybody for listening very much thank you Uh, there was one shout out I wanted to uh, to do um Uh, you remember we did it in the live, but we said we should do it in this. Is she in Australia? Yes, that's and she's a bit homesick. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give her a little shout. It's out really there. hard sometimes being. You think you're gonna emigrate to Australia and you're gonna skip off into the very yeah. hot sunset and be happy for the rest of your life, but actually moving away from home is really hard, and there are bits and bobs that you can really really miss. And we just wanted to say hello. This is Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Chesson. And she says, hey, I'm in Australia at the moment. And after deciding to relocate here about 18 months ago, I've been very homesick, anxious. I've recently been missing my family and home a hell of a lot. My mum, who is literally the most amazing mum in the world, has been my rock. And she mm. is in the UK. She recommended your podcast. Thank you, mum. All I can say Aww. is thank you. It gives me a little bit of home with everything that's going on. I've essentially binged your podcast and look forward to the next one. Well, thanks for listening, Jessica. And thank you to your mum for recommending us. Uh, we hope. And I think that's really better. hard not being with your mum, and especially she's probably hearing because the coronavirus out in Australia, they were they shut down very quickly. They shut all borders, mm. and because they're such a small population and they're yeah. so spread out, they really they yeah. pretty much got on top of it very quickly. Mm. And but for her hearing what it's been like here it must be very very frightening she must mm. be really scared about her mum and wish she was here and everything so anyway Jessica we're sending you lots and lots of love 
yeah absolutely and uh, and thanks to everybody else who messages us and um, yeah we love you, hearing you know, yeah absolutely and thanks for, for following us on the making the cook page we're doing a live one every monday at 2 30 and every wednesday at 2 30. i mean sometimes we, they're just a bit conversational them aren't they they're just a bit chipper. yeah um but they're a nice way just to connect um boom okay boom all right take care everybody and um stay safe and yeah and let's just <laughs> let's just say goodbye yeah yeah bye 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 <laughs>